Shalom, and welcome to Via Hafta Yisrael, a Hebrew phrase which means you shall love Israel. We hope you'll stay with us for the next 30 minutes as our teacher, Dr. Baruch, shares his expository teaching from the Bible. Dr. Baruch is the senior lecturer at the Zera Avraham Institute based in Israel. Although all courses are taught in Hebrew at the Institute, Dr. Baruch is pleased to share this weekly address in English. To find out more about our work in Israel, please visit us on the web at loveisrael.org. That's one word, loveisrael.org. Now, here's Baruch with today's lesson. God has a wonderful promise for you and every human being. And the reason why I know it is because God tells us that this promise is for humanity. And what is this promise? It's a promise of forgiveness. That God will forgive you, and it doesn't matter who you are, what you have done, how bad you may have messed up in your life, God can forgive that. He wants to forgive that. And His Son made it a possibility. And the great thing about this promise is this. Not only will He forgive you, but He will bring you into His kingdom, an eternal kingdom, where you will dwell forever and ever in the presence of God. And that kingdom of God, it's a marvelous, wonderful, perfect place where you will be enjoying forever and ever the promises and the blessings of God. Now, you hear that, and obviously one would think this. What's the catch? What is it that I have to do? What is this going to cost me? What is it that I have to achieve? The good news is this. You can't pay for it. And it's not what you do in the sense of achieving or performing. The Bible reveals it is a free gift. God gives it to you graciously. What is it that you need to do? It's not works, but it's called faith. Believing in God's promise. And let's develop that. What does that mean to believe in God's promise? Two things. First of all, you need to believe that you have failed, that you are a sinner, a transgressor, that you have fallen short of God's standards, His commandments we have not kept. Therefore, we're guilty and we deserve punishment. And that's where we're heading to. But the good news is this. You can be forgiven. How? By believing. By having faith in what God's only begotten Son did. And what was that? That he who knew no sin, that he died upon that tree, and I'm speaking of Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus Christ, that he died upon that cross, he shed his blood, in order that we could experience eternal redemption. And the confirmation that this work, dying on the cross, was sufficient to redeem is seen in resurrection. That God the Father raised His Son from the dead. You believe those two things, that you're a sinner, and in the sufficiency of what Messiah did, His death, burial, and resurrection, and you will be a recipient 
of that promise of everlasting life in his kingdom. Well, with that said, take out your Bible and look with me to the book of Romans and chapter 4. The book of Romans and chapter 4. Now, this wonderful promise and doing nothing but simply believing, this concept is not new. It didn't originate in the New Testament. It's there in the New Testament, but we read about it first in the Law of Moses, in what's called the Torah, the first five books of the Bible, specifically in the book of Genesis. And notice what God says here about this principle, that one is declared righteous, meaning all these sins removed, all of our iniquities, transgressions, all that debt paid for by the blood of Messiah. And what do we have to do? Accept it by faith. And that's why he says, let's pick up where we left off last week, Romans chapter 4, verse 13. For not through law. Now, that expression, not through law, what he's speaking about is the works of the law. It's not by works of the law that this is going to become a reality. The Torah does not teach that. That's not what Abraham experienced. That's not what God said to him. Keep reading. For not through the law, the promise to Abraham, nor to his seed. Now, God made this promise, going back to Genesis, to Abraham and to the seed of Abraham. And who is the seed of Abraham? Abraham's descendants, but not his physical descendants. Just being a biological descendant of Abraham does not secure this promise. But you have to be a spiritual descendant of Abraham. What does that mean? You need to demonstrate that same faith. What's demonstrating faith? Believing it. Receiving it. Not based upon what you have done, but based upon the power of the promise. And what is that promise? That God was going to send the seed of Abraham, a descendant of his, Messiah Yeshua, Jesus Christ, in order to do the work, in order to justify us. And that comes freely, graciously, through the mercy of God, not by anything that you and I do. So we read, for not through law the promise was to Abraham nor to his seed. That what promise? That he would be an heir of the world. Now what does that mean? An heir of the world. Well, pay attention to that word, world. Now, in Hebrew, we say the word world with the term olam. And the Bible speaks about this world, but also a new world. What's that new world? The kingdom of God. And that's why in Hebrew, we can speak about haolam hazeh, this world, or haolam haba, the coming world. And that coming world, that's who he's referring to here, Paul, is the kingdom of God. So the promise of inheriting the kingdom does not come through the law, the works of the law, but rather it comes 
through a promise. And what else does he say? Well, notice how that promise is, is, is made. But through righteousness, the righteousness of faith. Now, it's so important that these two words are connected. Righteousness and faith. That's what we saw last week when we read Genesis chapter 15 and verse 6. Avraham, heimin ba'ashem, v'yakshaveha lo, tzedakah. Tzedakah, we're speaking about righteousness that comes because Abraham believed in God. That is a Torah principle. Righteousness comes through faith. And that's why it says here, look at the, the end of this verse, but through righteousness of faith. That's what we learn in the Torah, verse 14. For if the ones that are heirs inheriting the kingdom of God, if those ones are, are heirs by the law, what would happen? He says, faith would be emptied out and the promise would be rendered null and void. So clearly, the scripture says that, that it's through faith that we take hold of that promise that God makes of us being declared just like Abraham was, us being declared righteous. And that comes through faith, not of works. Now that shouldn't surprise us because it couldn't be by the works of the law. Why couldn't it be? Because the law was not given until 400 years later when God appeared to Abraham and spoke to him these words that we read in Genesis 12 and following. The law was not yet given. It came about 400 years later. So there was no way to be justified by works of the law. That's ridiculous. Someone who would think that doesn't know the Torah. No, the Torah teaches justification by faith. So once again, verse 15, verse 14. For if the heirs were by the law, faith would be emptied out and the promise would be rendered null and void. Verse 15 now. For the law, what's the law? The law produces, and that's exactly what it says, the law produces wrath. But what's interesting, if you look in the original, it says the law, wrath, produces. Literally, that word is to work out. Now, what's he speaking about? Well, when you take a natural man, natural woman, meaning in the state that we were born in, and you, you take that person and you apply the law to their life, what does the law reveal? That we are guilty. That we are a transgressor. So that's why it says, look at the scripture. For the law works out wrath. But, he says, where there is no law, there's no transgression. What's he speaking about here? Well, when he says, if there's no law, there's no transgression, he's meaning it in this way. When there's no law, I don't know how guilty I am. Now, 
we know. Even though the law was not given, people perished, meaning God brought about punishment upon them, death, because they violated his word, his instruction. They were not holy, righteous people. Most people didn't realize that. They weren't listening to their conscience. They were just doing what they wanted to do. But now the law came. And when the law is applied, it teaches me I am a transgressor. There is transgression in my life. And therefore, that should convict me. And ask, I should ask, is there any hope for me? Is there any way that I can experience forgiveness? Is there any way that, that I can have a relationship with the living God? And the answer is yes. Not through the works of the law. The law simply, when it's applied to a natural person, tells this person that he or she is a sinner. Then he goes on and tells us. Look now to verse 16. On account of this, by faith, in order that according to grace. So the law tells us we are hopeless in and of ourselves. And that causes us to turn and to seek another way. And the Torah reveals to us what that way is. The book of Genesis informs us. What is that way? The same way of Abraham, by faith. By faith, we can be declared righteous. So on account of this, by faith, in order that according to grace, that, that would be sure the promise to all the seed, all the seed, not just the ones of the law alone, but also to the ones from the faith of Abraham, who is the father of all of us, all of us, everyone who has faith. So what Paul tells us here is this, this promise isn't just to those of the law, meaning the Jewish people. It was never just solely for the Jewish people. If you go back to Abrahamic covenant in Genesis 12, God says, Abraham, I'm going to use you. I'm going to use a people that come from your loins, the Jewish people, in order that blessing might come to all the families of the earth. God always intended to use Israel in order to bless the nations. And Abraham is the foundation of that. And that's why we read here that, that this promise was not just of those of the law only, but also to the ones having the faith of Abraham, who is the father of all of us, verse 17. Now, again, what we see here is that Paul's going to make a statement and support that statement with Scripture. It says, verse 17, just as it's been written that a father of many nations I have set you. Who's speaking? God. That God, because of Abraham's faith, made him, set him to be the father of many nations before God whom he believed. Again, that key is that he believed in God, believed 
the revelation of God, the word of God. So before God, whom he believed, and what did he believe about God? That he can make alive the dead. Who's the dead? Those who have sin in their life. Who's that? All humanity. God, by faith, can make alive the dead. And, and here's an example of this. How can God do that, make alive the dead? How God does everything. Look at the end of verse 17. He says, and calling the things not being as being. Wonderful verse. This talks about the very nature of God. God calls the things not being as they are. And because God speaks it, it becomes a reality. God's spoken word brings change. And you know what else? So does God's written word. It brings eternal change. What do you have to do? Believe it. That's what he's saying here. Believe in the power of the word of God. Verse 18. Now, most Bibles don't translate this proper. Now, we know the expression against all odds, against faith he believed. We've heard this, but literally, this is what it says. It's a word, par, which means alongside of, near set together now in the book of isaiah we see that expression precept to precept and this is really what he's speaking about but he uses the word faith instead of precept so Abraham, he came along faith and got onto faith that's what it's saying here but he uses the term hope why it's only when we are are in faith that we're going to have hope what's hope having faith in the promises of God. So what it literally says here concerning Abraham, this father of many nations, who along faith and upon, excuse me, along hope and upon hope, he believed. What did he believe? What God said. That he would be for a father of many nations. Now, Paul is going to put this in in proper perspective. Abraham, this one wasn't young. He had been married a long time and he was childless. He had no heir, but you know what he had? Hope. And he took that hope and he set it along other hope and he got on to hope, meaning he believed in the promises of God. That's what hope is, believing what God has promised. And he did that and it says, according to that which is said. Now look at this next part of verse 18, the last part of this verse, and I quote, and he's quoting from, not that verse that I've made mention of so much, Abraham believed in God and God accredited to him as righteousness, but the verse before that, Genesis 15 and verse five, what does it say there? Thus your seed shall be. Now, we need to remember the context. If you look at the context for that verse, this is what it says. That God took Avraham outside. It was nighttime, and he showed him all the stars. Not just hundreds or thousands or hundreds of thousands, but, but literally billions of stars. And God says to Abraham, look at the stars. 
Can you count them? For thus will be your seed. Now, when was this said to Abraham? Now look at verse 19. It was said to him, and here's what I like. And not being weak of faith, but he did something. He considered his own body already being dead in the, the natural. His own body was, was almost dead, but he did not consider his own body already to be dead. Somewhere being around 100 years of age and also lifeless. Now this is another word that speaks of death. Being dead, the womb of Sarah, Sarah his wife. So he did not consider, he did not think about the natural, that he was this old man who was childless. childless. He didn't think about his body being, being dead almost physically, nor did he think about Sarah, his wife, whose womb is barren, which was lifeless. He didn't think or believe those things. Literally, it says that he did not waver in his faith. He did not become weak with, with the faith, but rather what happened? Look now to verse 20. It says, but, but for the promise of God, meaning in regard to this promise of God, he did not waver. He, he did not become doubtful of. And here there's a concept of doubt with faithlessness, being against faith. He did not waver, he did not deter towards faithlessness. But what happened? It says, but rather, he strengthened himself in faith. And what did he do? He gave God glory. Now, don't miss the principle here. When you are faithful, you are going to be giving God glory. We find that, that strength comes from faith, and that faith and that power that's from God will cause you to behave in a way and speak in a way that gives God glory. Verse 21. Also, thanking fully. Now, it's two words, the word for thanking and the word for full, complete, that which is in its entirety. And maybe the way that we can think of it is with the word assurance, having full assurance that, that the promise, the one who promised, having full assurance that the one who promised is able to do. Who's the one who promised? God. Ask you, is God able to do? Well, we're going to see an example of God doing just that. Remember what he believed in? That this God was able to make alive the dead. And Sarah's womb, lifeless, dead. Avram, this old elderly man, physically, he was not strong, but he was strong faithfully. Not giving any place for faithlessness and doubt. And that's why we read, keep reading, and being fully assured that whom promise 
is able to keep it, to do it. Verse 22, therefore also it was considered to him, rendered to him, reckoned to him for righteousness. What is that? That's that verse, Genesis 15, 6, that Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. That's what verse 22 speaks of. Now verse 23. It was not written, so it was not written that through him alone that he was accredited to him, that it was accounted to him alone. Verse 24, but also through us, the ones who are about to be reckoned, uh, accounted for. Why? Well, we're going to have that same experience of Abraham. Why? For the same reason he did. Because those ones who are believing, believing what? Well, the whole message is life to those who are dead. And what's the best example of God being able to do just that? Give life to the dead? He's going to tell us. Look again. Also, in the future, the ones who are about to be given righteousness, accounted as righteous, are the ones who are believing upon whom raise Yeshua our Lord from the dead. It goes back to the resurrection. So this is why we began this way. Yes, I'm a sinner, but I believe. I believe God, that he can take me who is dead in our tre my trespasses and sin. And God can take me who is spiritually dead and make me alive. Why? God just speaks it into being because he has already sent his son into this world to do the work in order to make that a reality for me and to make it a reality for you and for all human beings. So again, for the ones believing upon whom raised Yeshua, that is Jesus, our Lord from the dead. Verse 25, who was delivered on account of our transgressions? The law teaches me I'm a transgressor. And therefore, Messiah was delivered over because of our transgressions. But, it says here, but he was raised on account of our righteousness. See, it's only because of faith in the work of Messiah. And that resurrection is when God the Father said yes to Messiah's work on the cross. And he certified it, that he received it perfectly by raising Messiah from the dead. And when we believe in the death, burial, and resurrection, confessing our sins and acknowledging this is the only way that I can find righteousness and that I can be a recipient of the promise of God. What promise? To enter into his kingdom. That marvelous, that wonderful, that perfect place. It comes not through works of the law, but it comes through faith. Won't you believe in this wonderful promise that God offers you even today? Shalom from Israel. Well, we hope you will benefit from today's message and share it with others. 
Please plan to join us each week at this time and on this channel for our broadcast of loveisrael.org. Again, to find out more about us, please visit our website, loveisrael.org. There you will find articles and numerous other lectures by Baruch. These teachings are in video form. You may download them or watch them in streaming video. Until next week, may the Lord bless you in our Messiah Yeshua, that is, Jesus, as you walk with Him. Shalom from Israel. Thank you.